Let's break down, just like Angela said, the moves that happen moment by moment and get really clear about what our process is. Breaking down and being able to name your process and how that slows you down, but it also um, allows you to alter what happens in it by slowing it down. Connecting couples with the real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff. And this is episode two of the Anatomy of a Fight the breakdown where we're really going to moment by moment break down how these fights work. If we had a slow motion button and we could get inside your kitchen, your living room, your car, whatever the interaction is, where you get into a fight, that we're just going to slow it down and go, this happens, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens. We briefly did this in the basics when we talked about the cycle, but this is going to really be a well, and, in, and, and of course, yeah. We're doing this because we said, we said, Hey, look, this why is, we fight? this is why we fight. Yeah. Right. Because these things happen. And if we can break these things down, if we can slow these things down, there's a chance that we could alter what we're doing. We can change how, how this goes, because it's not so easy to just pull out of a fight once it's happened. Once you're activated, once your gut or heart or body is online it's hard. and you can kind of feel it viscerally, man, it's really tough to stop. And so really what we're trying to do with this episode is say, let's break down, just like Angela said, the moves that happen moment by moment and get really clear about what our process is. There's lots of people uh, and lots of research on breaking down and being able to name your process and how that slows you down, but it also um, allows you to alter what happens in it by slowing it down. So we can have some awareness and we can slow it down and we can do something different in these moments when things get sideways, when things get off, so that we can have a, a better a better outcome, so that we don't have to stay in this nasty fight um, for, for long. Right? I want to mention too, because we talked about this in the last episode, why we fight, that it really gets this place where it feels really yucky because we feel like maybe our identity is being attacked or that this relationship could be at risk. And it's interesting because that one of our hopes is to be able to allow couples to have more connecting conversations, to have a more secure relationship. And, and this is what I want to say, even about Chad and I, the relationship that we have built um, in in our ability to be able to talk about this stuff, it's not, again, like we, that we never fight. It's not even that we're trying to pitch to you that you will never fight if you have this. But there is this understanding in my body now that when we fight, it's not as desperate. It's not as urgent because I know that we care about each other. The narrative about myself, about Chad, about us is different. I, I know yeah. last uh, series was the anatomy of repair. I know we're going to be able to repair just about anything we fight about. And so for me, that has helped the fights not feel like level 10 yuck, you know, like in the it's past. It's not so desperate yeah. as, it, as it has been in the past. And yeah. so part of our hope for you as you listen to these and you start to have these connecting conversations with your partner is that the, the more you understand what's happening for you, within you, the more you understand what's happening with your partner and between you, the better you are in the moment to go, man, just right now, something's happening for yeah. us, but it doesn't have to define who we are, that it doesn't have to mean our relationship is over. It is just in this moment, something happens. And so that's why for this episode, we're going to break down in this moment, what is happening. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start off and just kind of dive in and say how we do that, like yep. why, why we're going to even talk about what we're talking about. There's this um, this person, a researcher from a long time ago, Magda Arnold, uh, that broke down what happens when things go wrong, when our limbic system or when our, from last last episode, when our body gets activated, right? So, so 
they were really looking at it and they're saying, okay, so some stimulus, some outside event has to happen. It cues a response inside of us. Now that cue ties directly to our, our body. Like they call that first level appraisal. So like our gut, our heart, um, um, is where we, a lot of people feel it is like, there's this impact on me that happens. And, and that's what we would call, um, your, your cue, like something outside hits you. And then we have this physical, emotional kind of response that response does something. And, and then we believe things about that. So we'll go to a meaning about it. We'll start going, okay, how do I make sense of what, what just happened? It's funny because our body actually speaks first and it speaks faster than our cognitive or prefrontal mm. cortex. So it's going so quick that our yeah. prefrontal cortex is trying to keep up. So when we have this big emotion, this big feeling, this felt sense in our body, then our brain tries to go make sense of it. And what it does with it is it goes, all right, so how do I make sense of what I'm feeling right now in light of the circumstances and the, all the yeah. things I know? So it starts, we start to believe and it looks for reasons to believe, actually. It tries to confirm what it thinks it sees. And it makes these meanings of what's happening around us. Now, we all have these, what I would call schemas or patterns in our brain that kind of help us speed things up. It's like uh, we have a template a for what we're going to do, a shortcut, yeah, because um, our brain's trying to be efficient. So it looks for things that it recognizes. So it feels this thing. It starts to try to make sense of it in this way. And it says, what are my shortcuts? Oh, I've done this this way. I've done that that way. I've seen her behave or me behave this way. So these are the things I kind of start to believe pretty quickly. And then it kind of goes, well, what do we do with that? Right. Which is a logical, I mean, that makes good sense. The problem is it, it takes us to our protective moves. And so we go to something that doesn't work so go, so well. So I there's want to clarify to that protective move is that what is the behavior that my body is going to do next, right? If yeah. my brain is going to send my body a cue that says I've taken in this information and I've made, I felt it and I've made some meaning of it. And now I'm going to basically respond, act back, show something, the behavioral move. A lot of times what our partner sees is that protection. Let me give you a little context for this too. All of that happens in less than a second. Oh gosh. Your whole it's body so and, it, and it's already like these these shortcuts, the 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 the, the maps, the templates yep. that we use, they're they're ready to go. I mean they're like right there. It's it's why we can do so many things without having to put a lot of thought into it. But the funny thing is, our most report, important relationships also function in this way. We get caught in these nasty templates or, or ways of being cycles, if yeah. you will, that, that that take us off track. Now, my templates and your templates have interacted a bunch. Yeah, I want to say yeah. too, it's not always a bad thing. I want to validate it for just a second because if I'm sad or discouraged or in a bad place, his body can pick up that heaviness for me and be the first to respond. It is a good thing that we are that tuned into our partner, that we can pick up these things because it puts us in a great position to respond. However, in this particular, yeah. as we're breaking down the fight, which is when the, the signals get missed or misunderstood, um, it, that the fastness of it actually, it could be really detrimental. Yeah. And I want to just give a funny example. In the last episode, we talked about uh, what your connect point was, which is the question we often ask couples when we see him, what is your partner doing? How do you know it has just gone bad? If it was good and then all of a sudden it's not good anymore, what did you see? And Chad, I shared what Chad and I are. He sees me do this thing where I kind of like clench my jaw a little bit and my lips get a little bit tighter 
and I see him slow blink. And it's interesting because my body now reads that slow blink so fast that I'm already, I can feel the energy, the escalation. Me gonna, I'm going to have to like bring a little bit more urgency to the conversation as soon as he blinks. And we were at dinner one time and, and he slow blinked and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm losing, like in my brain, I'm like, I'm losing him. I, I, we're, we're at a date dinner. It was supposed to be a good night. And I'm like, and I could feel myself kind of freak out because I thought, something just happened. I'm like, are you upset with me? What happened? He's like, no, I got something in my eye. And it was not, he wasn't upset with me at all, but my body saw that blink and immediately I felt it. My meaning is, uh oh, he's mad at me. Now I'm going to shift into my protection, which is to bring urgency or to really try to check in, make sure everything's okay. And that had the potential to go bad. And he's like, no, no, that was a mis misread. It happens to us all the time. It could be the tone. It could be, it could be a distraction. It could be, you know, you're turning your head to cough or sneeze and they think you're not paying attention. I mean, that's the, the real challenge with this is we are taking in so much information. We're listening to tone. We're listening to rhythms. We're listening. We're seeing. We're feeling. And it just takes one little yep. thing for the, you know, cog in the wheel for it to really go off. And before you know it, Chad says it happens in less than a second. Yeah. No, I don't say that. It, it's just science it says that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not making that up. It, no. It's like, I think six tenths Chad of a second is Chad is explaining that it does. Is yeah. the actual, is the actual number. But I'm like, in less than a second, you're going to have this kind of response and your brain and body. And, and that's why it feels like we can get derailed so quick because yeah. we can, right? The, the moment can hit and it can be on us before we even recognize what's happening. That's why it's important to break this down again. If we go back to why we're doing this, it's because we want to be able to see, oh, at least... Can I notice the trigger? Can I see my wife slip maybe uh, and know that something's happening for her if, if, if I'm in a safe place? Or can I at least feel the thing that's happening to me? Because if we can stop it early on, if we can yeah. stop it in that second, third, fourth second, if we can start to really have, have some awareness around that, we can, we can change the outcome. It doesn't have to be an all-night fight or a week-long fight or a month-long fight. Right. We can really do something with it. So we're going to dive into this a little we bit. We work in emotionally focused therapy. Chad is a supervisor and, and a certified EFT therapist. And um, this is kind of the, the attachment lens that we look through. And so in our circles of, of therapists and, and people who are doing this model, there's an acrostic that really breaks down Magna Arnold's appraisal theory. And that's what we're going to kind of pitch to you so that to, to give you just kind of a template of how to consider this in your own experience and in your interaction with your partner. And so the, the acrostic is temp T E M P. We've got a little shout out to George Fowler, yeah. our friend in New York who came up with this acrostic, but the idea there, <laughs> Chad just rubbed his eye. He's blinking <laughs> you guys. And I'm like, Oh no, no, I rubbed my it's eye. I think I got something bad. in it. It's okay. Well, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So T yep. is the trigger, right? So Chad is saying there's a cue. There's something that's what we asked in the last episode. What do you see or hear? What does your body take in? Because it doesn't necessarily have to be a C. I, he can hear my tone shift or I can hear his tone shift or a pause or something. And all of a sudden my body has registered that, that cue or that trigger or that yeah. moment. And so that's the first thing, the T. And then like Chad is saying, your body works the fastest. It feels it first. Yep. So you feel the emotion before you think or, or apply the cognitive part of it. So the second, the E in temp, 
the trigger is first is the e the the emotion what, i want to jump in there real quick what do i you? feel yeah go yeah the emotion we're talking about is much like a reflex you put your hand on a hot stove and you pull oh. it back before you even know it's happening yeah so when we say emotion we're saying your body's most basic response to what just happened that's normally like a felt sense a drop in your gut or a, a fear and and maybe like a panic yeah. state or it could be you know stress in your shoulders or tenseness whatever um but that's what i when we say emotion i think sometimes uh it's we, we, we oh i'm so sad or it's like this other, and it is yeah. i mean it is tied no. to that that's that's what we describe as that feeling we get in our body but when i say emotion here i really mean like that quick response that your body has to what you just saw or just heard happen yeah. um, the message you got from your partner in that moment go I ahead sometimes sir. think in the in the immediate it's usually like surprise or what we talked about in the last episode the word threat that for me a lot of times when i'm working with a couple and helping yeah. them understand this the wording i put around that that e is uh-oh that's yeah. it. Like, uh oh, maybe it is fear or oh it's no. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Because it I agree with Chad is that we're not quite in that point sixth of a six tenths of a second. We're not quite going, this is my deepest fear in the relationship's over. It's more of like a uh oh, this conversation's about to go bad. Yeah. Where yeah, we're yeah. at immediately. Now, as the conversation continues to go bad, it does go into that yeah. deeper place. But in that moment, there is this We don't uh, generally I see it. Yeah. Uh oh. And now my brain is starting to go, what, what does this mean? Yeah. Or, uh, oh, I already know what this means. I'm assigning this to meaning that I already have embedded in this yeah. interaction. Yeah. And I want to, I want to, man, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to uh, contradict us a little bit, but, but I, go I kinda, ahead, I have add, a, a add some to. layers, do it, to. do it, add some layers. Uh, the, the, it's not that it, it, it isn't directly, normally we have not associated it with that deeper fear right? That, that somehow I've failed and I'm going to be rejected and left and, and, and al die alone in a cave or something that, I mean, but, but honestly, that's what your body's trying to fight against that, that physical response is tied to I that. I think for this, if I, I just want to highlight the funny stereotype for men, for Chad, it's going to be die alone in a cave. That's never, I'm always like, I'm going to die alone with 25 cats. Yeah. Like it's, I'm never in a cave in Why my scenario. <laughs> I don't know, a nice Why fire, would you be in a cave? roasting a leg no, of lamb okay. or something. No, we digress. <laughs> but the but idea there, I do hear you saying, ah, it is. It's tied to that. It is. We That's just don't know it That's why it's important to slow it down, yeah, though. Yeah. That's why it's important to slow it down, because what we do is exactly what you said. Yeah. Right? There's this trig the trigger. We see something outside of us. We okay. have this big response internally, which we don't take time to organize. No. Right? We throw our template on it. We throw our, our, our way that we deal with it. This our is actually what happens. We go, I don't need to take time really breaking I know this, what this down. Is. I already know when your body skips right over it. Yes. Yep. That's that shortcut. Yep. And that's one of the reasons why it's so important to kind of pump the brakes and break this down. Because then if you go, okay, wait a minute, I can say to him, man, I'm worried this, this conversation's about to go bad. And this, I was talking to a couple last week, actually, and, and he said, we're doing better, but my fear is that our next fight is going to be the beginning of us doing bad again. Like he already has the weight attached to yep. an, a, an interaction. And so I'm like, great. I was so pleased with them that he could even <laughs> articulate that. I'm like, you are getting this, tying the deeper Nailing meaning it, right? yeah. to what is happening. His body registered, uh-oh, and it wasn't just in the moment, uh-oh, it was a, this is what's tied to the uh-oh. Yeah.
which is great. Yeah. Right. Because we throw that template on it and we go to the, uh Oh, he's got, he's starting to understand his, his meanings, his belief about the relationship, yeah. it, things he believes about himself, things he believes about his partner. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it takes you to this spot where you're like, what the heck do we do? And then, yeah. but we know what to do. Yep. That's the funny thing. Yeah. Right. Because it's going to take us right to our protective moves. I'm going to go ahead and do the thing that I have done my probably whole life. Um, to protect myself. And if you're listening things. and you're a withdrawer, guess what that protective move is? Pursue? Go away. No, <laughs> no we back. withdraw. We shut yeah. down. And, and we have all these big experiences, uh, but we just pull back. And, and, and when I say pull back, if you're a withdrawer, a lot of times it doesn't. It's not that we intend or you don't, you don't think I'm going to choose to pull back. The template just works. It's like, okay, I had this feel, felt sense of something going wrong with yeah. us. I don't have to explore that very much. I go right to my meanings. She's up, upset with me for something and I must have done something wrong. And so I'm going to have to do what? Oh, I'll defend myself and explain in my own head anyway, why I'm not wrong. Yeah. Right. And that, and, and withdrawers, we do this differently. We either say, Hey, no, these are my reasons I'm not wrong. Or we go to our own head and kind of think about, did I do something wrong? And we're kind of, but we're disengaged emotionally. And she senses I that. can feel. She sees my slow blink yep. as I go into my head yep. and try to figure out what the heck's happening on behind the eyelids yeah. and come back out. Which then here comes my cue, his slow blink that I quickly brush over the deeper meaning, yep. which is this is going to be really bad. And I'm just like, uh-oh, I'm losing him. The meaning for me is I don't want him to go away pursuers have a deep seated fear that we're going to be abandoned or left. And so here comes this urgent, increase your volume, increase your wording speed. Yep. And so then I escalate. And that's the hard part is we, we want to, for a second, just validate the very good reasons why our body is doing this. I'm now loud. I now sometimes pursuers feel like too much or now I've, you know, yeah. gotten my emotions are out of control or I'm angry or whatever it is that he sees, right? He sees me doing this thing to try to go, wait, this is my protection. Don't yeah. go away. I need you to understand. And here I come in with urgent words. The more words and speed and volume I bring, the more he, his body picks up the cue. It's so interesting too, because if, if you, if you have this urgency and you have these words and you're saying, don't leave me right. Her na a natural thing that she used to do a lot or more than she does now anyway, is she would ask more questions. Right. And so then she starts to like question a little bit and question a little bit and question a yeah. little bit. And that hits me. Right. It says, if she's questioning me, did I, did I do something wrong? Am I wrong? Am I in trouble? And then, so like, yeah. I can't do enough slow blinks. And I'm trying to try to engage him, and getting him yeah. to respond. But really it lands like an interrogation. Like now I have yeah. an expectation for him to answer and wow. So that's what we're trying to explain here in, in this particular episode, we could have like done a two part series, but we're really trying to yeah. break down. There's that trigger. We see or take in some content or external take in a cue. cue, external stimuli, whatever you want to call and it. And yep. then we go, uh-oh, that's that emotion. Our body recognizes and the threat or braces for the impact. Yep. And then it goes up into our logic that goes, okay, brain, when we feel this, we know what to do. And we jump to the doing, which is the, the behavior the partner sees. That's yep. that protection for pursuers. It's often it, it, you know, take up more space for withdrawers. It's often take up less space. And now we're in what we have called before a cycle. So it happens on both sides. Um, it just manifests differently. And sadly that those protective moves that we see our partner doing are the very moves that make the cycle even worse. And so that brings us this episode to our connect point. 
which is it, it's a pretty straightforward yeah. one in, in some ways, but it can also be pretty complex. So what we want you to do is take some time, and I want you to each in your, in your relationship, or in, and if, if you're both listening to this together, I would love for you to take a minute and say, what is the thing that I see you do, not, not your, partner, your partner, right? Do. Your partner do, and then I want you to write through what that does internally, what's your initial response, your emotional trigger. So the trigger is what you see them do, the emotional response that you have, kind of some of the meanings you assign to that, like what your kind of belief system about them and yourself and the relationship are. And then what do I tend to do as a response to it? What is my action, protective action tendency? So we just did it, but I'm going to be really clear. So if Chad and I are doing it, I even wrote T-E-M-P on a piece of paper and we went down. And so mine was... I see him slow blink. I go, uh-oh. My brain goes, keep him online. My behavior that he sees is escalated volume and speed. Now, if you can put it all together, this is like the, the bonus homework, sort of. The That's bonus my connect. side. Yeah. So we want each individual to bring their side. But now Chad is saying when you bring them when together. When I see your speed, your, your questioning, yep. it causes me to go, buh. I'm scared. I'm, I'm not okay. I'm in trouble somehow. That's my emotional response. And a little bit of the meaning. And some meaning. Yeah. I, and my meaning really is I did something wrong. Yep. I got it wrong. She's upset with me, right? So she's upset with me and I did something wrong. And if I want to add the relationship and this, our relationship is in jeopardy. So those are my meanings around it. And then I, what What's do I protection? tend to do? Yep. My protective move is to kind of like take some space, right? And kind of either make sense of it or my other protective move is to be defensive, tell you why you're wrong about whatever that thing is that I've now. Yeah. And, and there's your miscommunication, by the way, because I've I've taken in a message that's not even the one she meant to send. It's based yeah. on something else. And now I'm making making a defensive move out of something that doesn't even you, make you sense. You made yours a lot more complicated. <laughs> I did. I didn't mean to. <laughs> okay. So, so I see the energy. I yep. have the uh-oh in my gut. I do this thing where I say, huh, I'm in trouble. I'm, the meaning of it is, and then I go away. Basically. How do I get out of trouble? Yeah. Going away is yep. the best way. So that is temp on both sides. And then put together to really articulate and show what our cycle looks like. We all get into these cycles. Our hope for you is that you can have a conversation around it so that we can help connecting couples. For sure. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you're enjoying our podcast, man, check us out uh, and rate us on, on, on Google or iTunes. We'd love for you to do that or check us out at our website, therealmhoffs.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have feedback or questions, please email us. Thanks so much for Thanks listening. Thanks so much.